everyone and welcome to the RNTV Women's Podcast. This is episode 86 and today we are joined by Sam. Sam, welcome. Thank you. Wow, 86. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that uh, many. Yeah. Oh my god. I know, it is crazy. That's crazy. Um, a lot of people will know you, Sam, but do you just want to do a little bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do for some people you may not know? Yeah, sure. So I'm Samantha Miller and I'm now working in football previously played football for West Ham, Spurs and a few other clubs, did the, did the tour of London a bit <laughs> and now just freelancing, doing broadcasts, presenting digital content, uh, a mixture of things in, in football, a bit of co-commentary as well and you know predominantly working in, in, in the women's game but also some in men's football as well. Well how did you how did you sort of get into it? obviously like there's a classic story of playing it and then finding a, a different route in terms of media and things. How did you sort of decide that that was, that was a path you wanted to sort of go into? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually get asked this question a lot. So it's, it's always nice to sort of share my journey because I think a lot of people are wanting to, to know if, if they're interested in, in breaking into the industry themselves. So I would say it was a, a mixture of things. I was playing, and when I was at college, I did some work experience with Sky Sports, and I was lucky enough to, to go to a Premier League game. And I was in the tunnel at Palace v Spurs uh, when, when Deli Ali scored this unbelievable goal. And when I was in the tunnel, I, I, you know, I met a few people that I'd been working with and shadowing. And one of them was asking me sort of what, what I want to do, what I want to get into. And um, we were just having a chat. And from that chat, he said, oh, I think you would really like to work at the production company that's producing the women's football show. You seem really interested in, in the women's game. So I said, yeah, you know, that, that would be great. So I found them online and... I kept calling them up um, until I got through and I just explained that, you know, I wanted to, to work for them, was happy to start at the bottom, you know, be a runner, make tea and coffee. And eventually, um, you know, after quite a few calls and, and going in for a chat with them, I started working there uh, freelance. And when I started working there, I said, okay, can you just put me on all the women's football show shifts? And I think they're quite surprised because... The sh those shifts were sort of because of the timings the women's football show you know used to be at midnight and filmed at 
midnight. So no one really wanted to work that late. So I think they were kind of like, great, yeah, you know, you can do those shifts. And during those shifts, I met a lot of influential people. And eventually that alluded to them calling me up, I think about a year later and saying, oh, you know, I, I remember you were the runner on the women's football show and we could see you were really passionate about it and, and knowledgeable. Uh, do you want to do some work with us? And so from then I started working with, with the BBC. But also while I was running, I was meant to turn up for my runner shift one time. I said, oh, actually, um, would you mind going to a game for us instead? today and I got to work at um it was when Tottenham got got promoted uh into the championship and they played uh, Blackburn at, at, in, in Charlton and yeah I got to work at that game and it was it was actually quite funny because I remember doing the interviews after and you know the, the manager Karen said what are you doing the interviews because I used to play for her and I said yeah and uh, it was really nice and and got to interview them after they got promoted which was quite special having played for the club and then sort of my first shift was you know interviewing them getting promoted so yeah and just went on from there really wow, wow that's cool eh? that's quite <laughs> a journey then yeah it's been quite a journey and i even remember along the way um i, I think i just I, I i knew what i wanted to do i sort of did have a vision from you know even while I was playing, I knew I wanted to, you know, work in the women's game. Um, having seen all the hard work everyone puts in, and I didn't feel like it was getting the, maybe the recognition and promotion it deserved, and I thought I really want to try and help change that. Um, and, yeah, just really pushed, pushed for opportunities. And I remember even after a game, years ago, I, I waited, um, and I got to go to the, the bar after. I don't know if I, I might have been playing or watching and in the bar after uh, Sue Smith was there and I, I knew I was going to chat to her that day I thought it's a great opportunity and I asked her for advice and you know we were chatting for I think over an hour and she sent me an email after saying oh, I think you'll do really well I can see how passionate you are about it and it was you know a real confidence boost that you know I'd been you know watching someone like her maybe looking to emulate her in certain ways and to get a sort of long email from her was really nice and encouraging as well. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, someone like Sue Smith, who's been around for like years and years, for them to say, "Oh, you," I feel like you'll be really this job. Like, yeah, it was, it was. It was nice. It was funny actually. I was meant to give my my friends a lift back from the game. And they're waiting for me, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking for loads of questions, and it's we're there for hours. I could just see my friends in the corner, like pointing to their watch, like, yeah. "What are you doing?" And um, but it was definitely worth it. So I think they gave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But like as I said, you you pretty much you cover like quite a bit of like the women's football, like every single weekend, like multiple matches. So like no football since February, like, nothing to cover. It must be a bit weird to, like, sort of have your weekends and be like, what, what, what shall I do with them? Yeah, it's strange. I mean, weekends for me, I, in my busiest time, I know I've got games yeah. to look forward to and, you know, usually might do a men's game on Saturday, women's game on Sunday. So my weekends usually sort of jam-packed and then I feel like, in this isolation, you don't actually really know what a weekend is now. You sort of look at <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not sort of getting up and being like, oh, weekend, game time. But, I mean, yeah. just before 
this happened. I was in America for the She Believes Cup where I was going to two matches in one day because they'd have the back-to-back games. I was like, this is great. I've got, you know, so many games in one day and then sort of had my fix and then got back and I was like, oh, I'm actually going to not going to be able to go to games. So I'm happy I got some games in just before. But yeah, it is a bit of a strange feeling sort of, you know, getting up and not having games to go to or yeah. or things things to do really but um yeah I think we'll all look forward to yeah. the football starting again what sort yeah, what sort of things have you been doing during quarantine to sort of keep keep your mind occupied because I know I, I'm sort of now at the stage where I'm running out of things to do like I've done all the things that I've been putting off for months that I've actually now had the time to do but now I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, what job can I like magically think of doing today that's going to keep me occupied for a few hours? Do you know what? I think it's taught me that I don't get bored easily. So like, I even remember when I was younger, like I used to, you know, let's just say I used to go to Spain with my family and, you know, I'd literally, um, you know, get there, I'd dump my case and I'd run to the pool and I would just, um, you know, be outside, just making up things to do all day by myself, and you know, just just be gone and busy all day. So I think I've always just been able to sort of keep myself entertained, mm. you know, find things to do. I I go for a, a long walk a day, and I feel like that's really relaxing, clears my mind, and you know, I'll put a podcast on on my walk, listen to music, and there's a really nice walk by me where there's horses and it's, you know, it's nice greenery to look at and it's really refreshing. So I make sure I get my walk in. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll find little challenges for myself to do in the garden. Um, I always used to do, uh, I've got a shed and I open the shed door a bit. And I always used to do this even when I was younger. Um, you know, place the ball and try and curl the, the ball around the shed door and get it in. Um <laughs> It usually went well, except for the time where, you know, I think my mum was about to have a barbecue, so there was all um, drinks and things in there, oh, and as it's no. curled up the corner, I just had to bang, and it was, <laughs> it was like dominoes, oh, you know, everything is smashed. Classic. There's just fine sort of challenges to do with the bull. My mum actually um, loves doing sort of like YouTube dance classes, and uh, she likes to use my laptop, oh, yeah. so I end up joining in with her. So we'll do like a, a bit of a class fun and, you know, I've got a dog watching Aww. lots of Netflix and, you know, brushing up on some skills that I've wanted to brush up on, you know, maybe if it's like just making my content look a bit better or anything like that, practicing. Um, and yeah, doing a bit of cooking. I, I, I sorted my whole room out, you know, I gave a load of clothes to charity yeah. that I knew I wasn't going to wear anymore. And yeah, just sort of you know, chatting to friends, and then the days go really quickly for me. I, I just managed to, to sort of keep busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, was, I, I found myself when it's like 6 o'clock, and I'm like, how is it 6 o'clock? Like, I haven't done anything to, like, pass the time. I feel like I just wander through the house, like, seeing what like, other people are doing, and, like, get involved with whatever they're doing, and then just, like, then just go and do something else I'm doing. I'm just like, how is it 6 o'clock already? Like, where's the, where's the time gone? So... There's like I know Amy's like proper struggling because you get up at like four seven a.m. and I'm like oh, yeah. how do you fill the day from like that early? I think it's, I think it's for an early riser. Yeah, oh. it's probably a bit different. I I love my sleep and I I, I can yeah. I can sleep in if yeah. So Thing is, I I wake up I wake up so early, and then 
so I think I must wake up at about half past seven every single day without a doubt. I don't know why it just happens. And then I get up and then I, I do a job. And by the time I finish things that I've written down to do, it's like 10 o'clock. And it's like, well now what am I supposed to do? But I definitely think it's this whole period for everyone is a bit of like a reflective period so if you do have things that you sort of want to put a bit more time into you've sort of now got the opportunity to do it and just just do jobs that you kind of been putting off for ages and cleaning my room yeah. was definitely one of them because it was a mess Honestly, <laughs> clearing my room was the biggest relief of of quarantine yeah. it's, it's something I've been putting off because I wanted to do a proper clear out like as in you know, get rid of a load of things I'm, I'm big into collecting things I've got about 10,000 match day programs I've got all my yeah. energy you know, I, have, I, have, I have so much in my room and I was like I keep things that are special to me but there were some things I just didn't need anymore so I mean it, my room is the tidiest it's ever been <laughs> and I'm like this is great I would never have had time to do all of this if you know if everything was was normal so it you know if I was to take a positive out of this yeah definitely be sorting my room for sure I'd be the same it was it was a mess (laughs) yeah yeah back to football but then in terms of like how the women's super league was sort of left because obviously everything just went to the standstill Looking at like the positions of teams and and how they've performed this season, like are you surprised that who's at the top and who's at the bottom or like anyone in between? Like, would you have expected those teams to be where they are now? Yeah, I mean, looking at the league table, Man City is sitting top, and I feel like they've gone under the radar a bit. I've not heard too many people talk about them in contention of of the league. You know, you hear everyone talking about Arsenal and Chelsea. But they have played an extra game, so we'll see. But, I mean, for me, Chelsea and Arsenal, I've I've watched a lot this season, and both those teams have have really performed. So I'm not surprised they are where where they are at the moment. Um, I mean, Liverpool bottom, that does surprise me. I mean, you look at the talent they have, um, a club with the resources that, that the the club have, um, you would hope that, that they would they would get the backing and support to, to be able to, to to be high up the table. Um, Birmingham, I think once I saw the players that they'd lost and they hadn't replaced them, yeah. I I sort of expected it, it wouldn't be their season. Previous seasons, they've, they've done really well and they're a team that, that are hard to beat, but you saw once you saw the talent that had gone, you 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 expected it, um, and then with with Bristol, I think they've got some young players, um, you know that they maybe don't quite have the the, re, the resources that the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal have. So I mean, it's it's not too surprising, but there's a couple of surprises. Yeah. I think- I think everyone has thought, everyone we've spoke to as well as I said similar like just said, like like you say a lot of people don't mention Man City but I think because you're so used to them sort of being in and around the top that everyone just sort of expects it so like when they are there it's not sort of a surprise you're just like oh well City are floating there like you don't know but then I I think Arsenal have been a bit of a funny one for me this season because because they did so well last year 
there's been games this season where you've watched them and they haven't been quite up to standards that you sort of expect. And then I I thought they be they blow it away this season after what they did last year. Then obviously with the emergence of like City still and Chelsea and stuff like that, then it it is getting a little bit more competitive now, isn't it? I think it was amazing what Arsenal did last year. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. With the injury they had, they had such a skeleton squad. Uh, towards yeah. the latter stages of the season, and they still managed to win. They still played really, really well. And I think, you know, you look, you look at Chelsea, and I think when clubs don't have Champions League, you know, they're they're, they're that bit fresher. They they mm-hmm. can focus more on the league. Whereas when clubs are in the Champions League, it's such a huge thing to be a part of, and you really want to progress. You're you're focusing on, on different things. Um, you know, Arsenal, I think this break will actually be so beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the injuries they started to pick up and, you know, you could see some players that might have been a bit tired during games and now that I think they will come back refreshed and, and maybe be an even better side. But and, and never write Arsenal off for anything because some games you just watch them and they, they blow you away. I mean, yeah. the talent they have is just remarkable yeah. in terms of obviously returning returning to football do you I feel like I probably know this answer anyways but do you feel like the league has almost 100% has to be finished or I know there are some people that just think oh let's just let's just leave it there let, let's scrap that but I think if you think about the domino effect of letting this league just go after this amount of games is probably worse off than if you were to resume it at a later date and see see the effect on that. But what 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 do you think should and what do you think might happen? I think the most important thing is safety. And um, you know, as much as we all love football, you can't put people's lives at risk. So I think timing is really important. I think it needs to be resumed 
at a time where it's safe enough to. Yeah. Um, you know, they talk about playing games behind closed doors, but I just don't think that will be the same. Um, you know, you, you want fans to be able to go. I personally feel that the season should be resumed, but when it can be. Um, you know, it just means that everything has to be delayed. Uh, but I just think, you know, for me, I'm always someone who's like, you got to finish what you started. So I think there's no reason why it can't be finished and then, you know, have a shorter pre-season because players have had this time to rest and then the season maybe start, the new season starts earlier. Um, but it, I think it all depends when, when it, it is able to continue because if it's not able to continue for a, for a while, then that could have an effect. But I think I think it all comes down to when when is this going to sort of be over, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one knows. It's sort of yeah. an unknown. So it's a it's a weird situation to 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 know what's best to do at the moment. Yeah, because yeah, not just like domestic wise in terms of just like the WSL and like. Uh, FA Cup and that's also like Champions League like like you said in terms of obviously finishing this season's one is like crucial but for next season like who goes in the Champions League if it's just if the league's just scrapped like there's just that those type of implications that are just like well how are you supposed to solve them if you just void this season yeah, it's 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 just such a strange situation. It's yeah. it, it's it's hard to know. Um, yeah, I mean, if if this season doesn't continue, then do the teams that were in the Champions League this season then restart, and you know you have the same the same teams in the Champions League next season? But so difficult to to know. Yeah. If so, fingers crossed, the league does still go ahead. <laughs> Um, who who do you think will will uh, be crowned the champions, and then equally, who do you think is gonna be the team that that gets relegated down into into the championship? If you I, could I've, call been, it. <laughs> I've been saying this all season. I'm I'm very torn between Arsenal and Chelsea. I think you know if if Arsenal would continue to have injuries, you might have said, well, Chelsea have a lot of squad depth, so it's 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 in their hands. But I think after this break, when Arsenal are going to have hopefully a fully fit squad and able to compete, it, I think it's a bit of a game changer. I think it might come right down to the wire between mm. those two teams. Um, but I think Chelsea have, have looked solid this season. I mean, yeah. I was at the game where they played Arsenal at Borehamwood and you know they they, they dominated. Um, if Chelsea can, can keep doing that in games, then... It, it will be theirs. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I'm glad it's such a tight season where you, you don't know who's going to win. I mean, Man City has still got a chance, but um, for me, it's looking more towards the, the London clubs. In terms of relegation, oh, it's, it's a really tough one because, you know, the likes of Liverpool, Bristol and Birmingham are all by the bottom, not really picking up many points. Um, I think Bristol's win over Birmingham was was a big one for them, um, yeah. which then it then looks bad for Birmingham. Um, but Liverpool are, are are bottom at the moment. Uh, I think I think it, it it depends how how these clubs find their their form after yeah. after this break. You know, yeah. some 
for some clubs, this break might really benefit them, um, and some it might not. I think I've heard a lot of players talk about actually, you know, seeing the positives in this break where they haven't really had a chance to to refresh, yeah. um, you know, give the bodies their bodies the rest and recovery they need, and you know, sometimes that does you the world of good. So, will some of these teams come back, you know, physically? Uh, fit and, and had the recovery they need. Um, I mean, Liverpool, they've, they've definitely got the players there. Um, you know, once you saw the, the players they signed in, yeah. in the summer, you thought, oh, they've got, they've got a good chance this season um, of progressing, but it just something hasn't gelled, hasn't clicked maybe. But, you know, we'll, they, they started just before this break, I feel like they started to sort of gel a bit more and, and perform better. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's like we're, we're getting a bit nervous now because obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the league. So then you're sort of thinking, if it, if it voids, then we're sort of dodged a bullet because obviously no one goes up, no one goes down. But then you don't want that, you don't want the league to be voided at all. Like, and we don't want to just have no football whatsoever. So then, like you said, it obviously depends on how the games sort of pan out and how they work it and like who comes back better after the breaks and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see like but in terms of like you you playing them like you mentioned at the start you play for clubs like West Ham and a few others how, how did you sort of get into that like and what what was it what was that process like and what was it like playing for those teams yeah so when I was a bit younger I mean I used to play at school a bit uh, I, even like it's funny at primary school um, you know we used to try and take the so all the boys used to play in the lunch break and you know some of us used to try and take their ball you know just just, just as a joke so I'd run onto the pitch and, and try and get their ball and tackle them and one of my teachers was watching and she said I know you're just sort of doing this as a joke but you're actually quite good um, and I was like thanks and then you know, one of my friends played, uh, you know, my, my my two stepbrothers played. So I used to play my two stepbrothers in the garden all the time. Um, you know, every day I'd be in the park with my dad. And then one of my friends said, why don't you come along to these sessions? So I just went to some fun, some fun football sessions. And they said, oh, we've got a trip to America. Um, we think you should play in it. So I went to America to play in like a tournament during the summer. And, you know, that, that was an unbelievable experience. And when I got back, actually, from, from the tournament, uh, I actually started going to watch Arsenal. At the time, they were Arsenal ladies, and they play near me. So I started watching them, and I, and I think just seeing them, them play at a high level, um, you know, you, you sort of have something to, to aim for. So I was, I was watching them, and I thought, oh, really like to, to play at a high level and so I just really worked on it and you know started going for trials at clubs um, and I think the biggest game changer for me was when I trialed for Barnet Academy so it was play, you could play for an academy and also study at college and I wasn't sure I was going to get in because at the trial all the girls had come from Centre of Excellence um, and, you know, I was pretty much just playing down the park with my dad or, um, you know, messing around with friends. 
And I used to always take a ball to the park and turn up and then look for, just look for games that were going on in the park and just say, can I join in? And that was actually really good childhood memories. But I got into this academy and I was, I was quite surprised because of the level. And I had a coach called Tracy Kevins, who's now part of the US setup. Um, and she she's coached in America, she's coached here, she's been part of the England setup before, and I think she's the best coach I've ever had. And just learning off her um, was such an experience. And I just I, I loved training every I got to train every day at an academy and absolutely loved it. It was you know one of the best times of my life. And then from there, just just more trials and and moving to different clubs. And yeah, I mean playing I was. I was just really passionate about playing and just loved every single training session. Um, but then I think when you start to, to get a bit older and playing for different clubs, obviously you have your, your highs and lows. It's not all smooth sailing. You know, you have times where you're absolutely loving it and it's incredible. And then you have times where it's not quite going how you expected and, you know, there's hard times. But I think it teaches you a lot and just some of the, the friends I've made through playing is, is special as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, weekends also both agree with that because we both, like, we've both played, like, since we were younger as well, like you said, like, playing in the playground with the Blues at school was, like, I was the only girl in my in my class who did that in primary and then I went to an all-girls school so, like, that sparked and, like, they didn't really have football which was, like, really hard. So, like, I had to go and find a team to play for at the weekend and stuff like that. Then, but like you said, in terms of like, it's like accessibility for like young kids to like get into play like just on girls' teams and not with the boys all the time because I think that was that was the biggest problem for me is that there wasn't many teams that like about or that I knew of, and then there wasn't as many games like on TV or that like I could go to and like um, like my dad would always take me to my football games of a weekend, but we never really went to watch like Liverpool women play when I was younger just not until like the last like probably say like four or five years for me that I really took notice of of the women's game so like that's why we've only been doing this for a little bit which I, I wish I'd have been doing it for a lot longer because it's always been there it's just you've just sometimes never really known about it yeah definitely I think um you know, it's 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 definitely evolved over the years, and it's it's great to see sort of different channels. You know, either on on social media platforms covering it, and and just the accessibility is there, and it's it's just really great to see. And yeah, I think, like you said, there wasn't team that many teams when when we were younger to play for, and to see now that there are is is great, and. Just yeah, just being able to to see that games are on all the time and and you can watch. There's been some pretty memorable things in the women's game that has gone on, especially in the last couple of years. Obviously, the World Cup. She believes blah blah blah, and you've been lucky enough to 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 go to cover most of them. Um, that there must have been a moment where you probably thought you'd never be able to see these these sort of experiences and opportunities it, especially in the women's game how amazing is it now that as you said you can switch on the tv and and see all the um the england women's games on the bbc blah blah, blah. did you ever really think that the women's game would get to this point 
hoped for it to get to this point. So uh, I sort of was visualising it happening and I thought, you know, I hope, hope it does. Um, in terms of what I've been, been able to do, yeah, I suppose I hadn't really imagined it being able to do the things I've, I've done. I think the World Cup was massive. Um, yeah. I think probably my, my highlights so far of out of everything I've done, just to be able to go to France for five weeks um, and just just sort of explore and, and, and cover cover the game. I think going to the to the World Cup final, I mean, I would have loved to have seen England in it. That would have been something special. But even just going to the final and experiencing the atmosphere and, you know, the hype around it was just something I'll, I'll never forget. And I think even just being in France, meeting loads of people who, who share the same passion for football that, that I still keep in touch with now, you know, I made friends in, in the US, in Australia, and it, it just football all, you know, brought us together. And it was it was just an experience I'll, I'll never forget. And, yeah, just just honestly the buzz around the stadium going to game. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Rollercoaster prices, supply chain glitches, political unease. They do their best to wreck my business plans. With so many unknowns, how do I know I'm making the right decisions? Aon helps me stay on top of things. They have expert points of view on volatility from around the world, paired with local insight that helps me get back on solid ground. Better decisions. Aon. This was, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think that's a, that's a good note to, to end it on. Um, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been nice to have a little chat like, like this about football these, these and stuff like that. Hopefully we'll, we'll be at some actual games soon. <laughs> yeah. It's not too long to wait. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll look forward to, to seeing you both at, at some games soon, hopefully. It's, it's just crazy. You know, you, you might be like, oh, I'll see you at a game next week. I can't say when I'll see you at a game because... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Who knows? But uh, I'll, yeah. I'll see you when I see you, I guess. But no, it's been it's been, yeah. it's been to chat, and yeah, it's always nice to to go on a trip down memory lane and uh, put the pieces together of, of of you know the journey. So yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, more to come when when everything resumes.